0: Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. All
1: right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist to that business news. My name's Nasser Pasha.
2: And I'm Matt Staub. Welcome. Welcome to you all. We're in the 200s now, so I think we've officially made it we officially made it. We we should
1: have started with episode two hundred. Would have been better for our egos.
2: What's crazy is there's not usually not a lot of podcasting news, but there was a story that a bigger story this week with uh, Mark Maron when he had Obama on. He didn't put podcasting on the map, but it was like a big moment for podcasting, as so I'm told or so I heard. But the crazy thing is he's done over five hundred episodes and he only releases once a week. Maybe he used to release more frequently, but that's I mean, to get in the five hundreds releasing once a week is he had to have done like multiple episodes a week in the past. Cause that he would have, I know he was really early into the game, but that's insane.
1: Well, it could be, I mean, that if you think about it, it's just 10 years. So 2005. So that's not, that's not crazy because I, podcasting has been around before 2005. So
2: yeah, it's been around a lot longer. Cause that, that lawsuit with the guys that had like a, Recording system claiming they were podcasting. That ended up ultimately getting dropped because they realized there's no money in podcasting, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on them. Could have fooled me. Yeah, we're making lots of money on this, so I don't know what they're doing wrong. Yeah. So, we're in your backyard for this one. You're in my backyard right now? I don't know how close you are to the, the Supreme Court in Texas, but. That's in Austin. <laughs> the story was in Dallas. Well, the Supreme Court's, yeah, the Supreme Court's in Austin. Okay. Well. This story was in Dallas. I've actually never been in Dallas yet. I've pretty much been everywhere else except Dallas. Everywhere in Texas? It seems impossible. That's right. I
1: stand behind that.
2: <laughs> okay. So what what the Texas Supreme... Ultimately, it was a decision by the Texas Supreme Court, and they were clarifying some some previous decisions, which we can get into the procedural side of it. But basically, here's a rundown of what happened. There was a, a man who worked for a Kroger, and... There's a situation where I, I believe it was some sort of oil leaked through the ventilation and it was leaking onto the floor or, or something. And so he was told to to clean up the mess. And so it, it seems like this might have happened sometime in the past because it's it's not the first time he's done this task, I believe. So what their protocol is for this is they use this powder absorbent that they call spill magic to to clean this up. And I'm not exactly sure what this is, but... That's what they used to do it. Spill magic. Yeah, spill magic. Of course. It's actually the spill magic system,
1: whatever that means. I assume it's just like that powder that just absorbs spills.
2: <laughs> Is that what you deducted when I said it was a powdery absorbent? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair enough.
1: I'm just deducing from spill magic.
2: So he's cleaning this up, and it's it's going all right, no problems. And then at some point, I guess he while he was mopping it up, He slips and falls and actually fractures his femur, dislocates his hip, some pretty rough injuries. Ouch. Yeah, obviously not good. So there's some major medical issues. He has to, you know, there's going to be some medical expenses involved. The kicker of this is, and this is something that you're going to inform us about, is is Kroger didn't have workers' comp to cover this or probably wouldn't be an issue in the first place. And I guess, like I said, you, you can confirm this, but it... Looks like in in Texas you're able to bypass the workers' comp, or there's no requirement in some instances to have workers' comp insurance. Yeah, those
1: employers or businesses that are listening outside the state of Texas are pretty shocked right now because Texas is the only state in the country that allows you to opt out of workers' compensation. I mean, in fact, it's a cost of doing business in other states and not having workers' compensation for employees is a big, huge issue. And they'll go after you for that. So what that means is that these issues are very specific to Texas because it's not often that a employee is suing the the employer for an injury on the job because workers' compensation, even this is how it works in Texas too, is that it's it's the exclusive sole remedy for a workplace injury. And so if you're an employee in Texas and your employer has a workers' compensation, it works the same way. But if you don't, how does the law work exactly? It becomes, well, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty clear. I mean, there is some gray area here and there. But from a general perspective, there's not a lot of case law related to it. So. In this case, that's precisely what they had to deal with is this, you know, premises liability issue when it comes to your employees.
2: Yeah. So there's a couple of things going on with this and and you just touched on the premises liability aspect of it, which I only remember talking about the random person that walks into your backyard and gets hurt on something that's hazardous, something like that. So I don't remember talking about Kroger when I was in law school, but... (laughs) A good example of like
1: a grocery store is like if there's a water spill and Kroger doesn't do anything about it and it's just sitting there and then someone goes by and, sl- goes by and slips then you know usually the owner of the property and even Kroger's could be liable. Or a, a very common one is where there's like a, a lip in an entranceway that is not up to code where you know you trip over it or something like that and it's somehow kind of defect in that that's that's a most common premises liability claim
2: i'll just get to what the decision was and that's what they were saying is so employers still do have a duty to maintain their premises in a reasonably safe condition for their employees and they still have a duty to warn of concealed dangers but an employee is generally not going to be able to recover against their employer for an injury that's caused by a premises defect of which that employee was fully aware that his or her job duties required him or her to remedy. So I know that was a lot of mumbo jumbo. (laughs) But basically, if it's something they're aware of, fully aware of, they know about it and it's not hidden. And in this instance, I guess that's how they're applying it is. There was the, the oil that seeped through the ventilation system and this is something that the employee was fully aware of and was told to. I guess, assuming because they were told to clean it up, what the court ruled is they should. The employer should not be held liable for this, you know, slip and fall that happened by the employee. Which any other state workers comp fine, but like this is from a policy perspective, this doesn't seem right to me. There needs to be some sort of liability on on the employer side.
1: Yeah, it is a little bit of an oddity. And one of the arguments, I think there was even an amicus brief from a, I think it was a Texas Lawyers Association or somebody. Like and an amicus brief is just basically some other third party that is, a, the I think amicus means friend of the court, something to that effect, if I recall my Latin days, which I never studied, I just pretend I did. And basically they submitted some brief basically saying that if you side with the employer on this one, then you're actually encouraging employers to opt out of the workers' compensation program, which is kind of against public policy of what people are trying to do. And, and I, I think that's a fair argument, but one thing that was notably not addressed by the Supreme Court, but was actually, well, it was tangentially addressed, which was this aspect of the negligence of not actually providing this magic powder or whatever magic, what is it called? Spill magic? Yeah, the spill magic. I like to call it magic powder myself, but, you know, the fact that it wasn't there is the employer negligent. And, and one of the questions was, uh, you know, at least Kroger's argument was, well, if we're not liable for premises liability, how can we be liable for this? Uh, I think they called it instrumentality negligence, which is not providing this instrument to to clean. And, and the, the court disagreed and said, well, that's a separate issue that has to be addressed by the trial court.
2: I guess that was kind of the more minor part of the decision and what they ruled on that. But the still the overarching thing is there can be situations where an employee can get injured while performing their job duties and the employer can walk away scotch free with no liability. And especially it's, you know, more so without the workers' comp coverage as well, and you're exactly right. There is an incentive.
1: I, I think I think it makes it incentives not maybe not as strong as incentive, but it does give some some leave to those employers. Which there, there by the way, there are quite a few of big employers that actually don't have workers' compensation. But this allows it gives them a little wiggle room, so to speak.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it's incentive, it would just be they won't have to pay money is involved with keeping up the workers' comp. But yeah, it's it, it's dis, it would discourage participation. I, I do agree with that, and it's a problem. I mean, do you have any idea how many businesses, or like what percentage of businesses? Yeah, it, it's, it's about a third of
1: employers and uh, that don't buy workers' compensation insurance, so they opt out. And you'd be surprised, I mean, Kroger, of course, but Walmart, Albertsons, so some of these grocery stores, Taco Bell, Whole Foods are some of the biggest employers that actually don't actually provide workers' compensation. And so they made the, I think they made the economics decision to to avoid it. And by the way, there, there, is, there is some risk because by law, if you don't subscribe to the workers' compensation, then you're actually barred from raising certain defenses, which is including contributory negligence and assumption of the risk, which basically says that your employee, even if they're, also negligent, that's not a bar for recovery. Or if they knew about the risk and they assumed it, that's also not a bar of recovery, which again, seems a little contrary to this aspect that the Texas Supreme Court says that if he was aware of the risk and so forth, or it was very apparent of a hazard that the employer is not liable.
2: You know, that makes sense though, because it's going to be those big companies. I'm sure that their premiums are going to be Very high, much higher than anyone else. So, yeah, they're and they're also going to be the ones that are going to be able to defend a lawsuit if it were to happen, such like this one. So, it makes sense that those would be the companies that are not going to be opting into this or you know, getting that in workers' comp. And so, yeah,
1: and I think the rest are like those small, just offices that you may have a few employees. It's like you know, in in general, workers' compensation and for an office job is inexpensive but but still it's same way it's it's unlikely that that would actually uh, some injury would occur
2: i don't know how much of a effect this is going to have outside of texas I and mean, i find it strange that texas even does this it just shows you how
1: completely opposite i i really feel texas and california are are on the polar opposites when it comes to how they treat their employees and it's 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 really fun working in both jurisdictions because you know, when everything, when it comes to non-competes for, we've talked about how Texas pretty much allows you to do whatever you want so long as reasonably tailored and so forth. And they have, they do have some exceptions for medical professionals where California, they outright prohibit it and they don't have all the labor law requirements that California has is pretty much non-existent. You just basically revert back to the federal law. So it's not atypical to doing business in Texas.
2: Yeah. I mean, if this would have happened in California, the employee probably would have ended up owning the business somehow. (laughs) Is Kroger based out of Texas? I know.
1: I was going to say a Midwestern origin, but I don't think it's Texas. Texas, what's big down here is HEB, which I think is an awesome grocery store. It's like a, in between a regular grocery store and a Whole Foods.
2: You were right. It's in your home state, Cincinnati.
1: Yeah. I was thinking it was going to be Ohio, but you know, I know like there's, like 50 Kroger's just within a mile distance of my old house in Ohio. So I figured it was in there, but I didn't know Cincinnati. That's good to know.
2: Lots of opportunities for you to slip in. Well, I guess you'd have to work there first and slip and fall. Well, in
1: Texas, though, not in Ohio, obviously.
2: You, you could do that and further the, you know, have this reach a little bit farther than Texas somehow because you can argue the precedent. I mean, it's not going to work out, but you know what <laughs> You're, I
1: mean. you're going to fail. Well, oh, you know what's funny about this guy that, actually fell is that he describes, or I guess either he described or was described that he placed wet floor signs around the area and took quote baby steps as he moved through the spill. And I'm just wondering, like, I mean, even if you're going that slow, like how do you fall? Like there's, there's something weird about that description. No.
2: Yeah. I didn't think about that. It doesn't make too much sense. I mean, if I was going to clean up some sort of oil, I definitely want to just start walking through it. It only would make sense if he had to walk through it to get to the... Well, no, it wouldn't, because he, he said that Kroger was grossly negligent and failed to provide him with the spill magic system, so he wouldn't have had to walk through in the oil to get to anything if that's what happened. Yeah, it makes no sense. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, I guess here's the thing. I wonder how much his medical expenses can be pretty high, but it's probably something that Kroger could, should just take care of for <laughs> from a PR standpoint.
1: Yeah, you would think. And, and workers, you know, this is this is where we can talk about the pros and cons of actually getting workers compensation, because workers comp can actually cover also lost wages, too. And in part, I don't think it fully, fully covers it always. And there's also having employees. It's 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 a benefit, you know, in the sense that employees are given the assurances that if there is some kind of weird accident and so forth, they're going to be covered. They're going to be taken care of. And it's just like any other benefit. And so in that way, it's not too surprising that some of these big stores like Walmart and Kroger don't provide these kind of benefits because their business model is such to keep prices down. And and that's definitely a huge cost for the employer.
2: And really, Kroger is lucky because he was cleaning up in the women's and men's restrooms. And so if a customer goes in there... It's going to be a big problem.
1: That's what's ironic about this is that the fact description describes he placed wet floor signs around to prevent premises liability claims.
2: Yeah. Well, he should have, according to Kroger, he should have read their handbook saying they recommend the employee uses spill magic system.
1: Should have used a spill magic system, even though it wasn't provided.
2: I was going to say, I wonder if they even have it on the, on the shelves there. He could have just grabbed some and used it. Lots of questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lots of questions. All right. So, well, thanks for joining us, and uh, this is a good Texas-based episode. Yeah, I think so. One of our second or third <laughs> ones.
2: <laughs> Someone out there can listen to all 202 or 200, 201, 202, mm-hmm. and uh, let us know how many there are. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Keep it sound, keep it smart.
0: This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasir Pasha and Matt Stop. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.